Hey everybody, this is Richard Conwisher, and it's my honor to serve as the senior pastor of Peachtree Presbyterian Church in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm so glad that you've decided to join us for what we are calling Quest. It's a biblical journey where we are reading the Bible together. The ultimate search where we find out that God is actually searching for us. Many people have attempted to read the Bible from cover to cover, and what we find is that many people start out with great hope and don't make it to the end of the quest. We hope that this year will be different for you. Instead of trying to read the entire Bible in terms of every word and every page, we've highlighted the key chapters, and with only about 30 minutes or so per week worth of reading, we know that you will get the whole arc of the story, and that everything you read after that will have more meaning and depth and significance and beauty and wonder. And so we're glad that you're joining us on this quest. What we will do is we will read each week's portion of it because we know that so many of you are busy and might not have time to sit down and to read it with your own eyes. And what's interesting about this as you potentially listen to this in your car or while you're washing the dishes in the kitchen or while you're on a morning walk or exercise routine is that the Bible was intentionally and originally meant to be heard. For most of human history, the Bible was spoken aloud and repeated and repeated. And so we hope that with this podcast, you will get to hear each week's worth of reading and that you ask questions and you explore and you go back and you look deeper. I know that my Bible quest has been a lifelong journey and that my hunger for God only continues to grow throughout the years. And so we're grateful that you're with us. And if you want to find out more information or get more resources on the reading, go to peachtreechurch.com slash quest. And now for today's reading, listen to the word of the Lord. Ezra chapter one. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah. The Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and also to put it in writing. This is what Cyrus, the king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of his people among you may go up to Jerusalem and Judah and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, the God who is in Jerusalem, and may their God be with them. And in any locality where survivors may now be living, the people are to provide them with silver and gold, with goods and livestock and with free will offerings for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Then the families, heads of Judah and Benjamin, and the priest and Levites, everyone whose heart God had moved, prepared to go up and build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. All their neighbors assisted them with articles of silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with valuable gifts in addition to all the free will offerings. Moreover, King Cyrus brought out the articles belonging to the temple of the Lord, 
which Nebuchadnezzar had carried away from Jerusalem and had placed in the temple of his God. Cyrus, king of Persia, had been brought by Mithridath, the treasurer, who counted them out to Shezbazar, the prince of Judah. The inventory, gold dishes, 30. Silver dishes, 1,000. Silver pans, 29. Gold bowls, 30. Matching silver bowls, 410. Other articles, 1,000. In all, there were 5,400 articles of gold and of silver. Shezbazar brought all these along with the exiles when they came from Babylon to Jerusalem. The list of the exiles who returned. Ezra, chapter 2. Now these are the people of the province who came up from the captivity of the exiles whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had taken captive to Babylon. They returned to Jerusalem and Judah, each to their own town, in company with Zerubbabel, Josiah, Nehemiah, Sariah, Reliala, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mizpah, Bigvi, Rehum, Bahna. The list of the men of the people of Israel, the descendants of Perosh, 2,172. Of Shephatiah, 372. Of Ara, 775 of Pehath Moab through the line of Jeshua and Joab, 2,812. Of Elam, 1,254. Of Zetu, 945. Of Zekai, 760. Of Benai, 642. Of Bubai, 623. Of Asgad, 1,222. Of Adonikam, 666. Of Bigvi, 2,056. Of Aden, 454. Of Atir, through Hezekiah, 98. Of Bazea, 323. Of Jorah, 112. Of Hashem, 223. Of Gibar, 95. The men of Bethlehem, 123. Of Netapha, 56. Of Anathoth, 128, of Asmaveth, 42, of Kiraath, Jerum, Kepira, and of Bayroth, 743, of Ramah, and Jeba, 
621, of Michmash, 122, of Bethel and Ai, 223, of Nebo, 52, of Magbish, 156, and of the other Elam, 1,254, of Horum, 320, of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 725, of Jericho, 345, of Sena, 3,630. The priest, the descendants of Jediah, through the family of Jesua, 973, of Amaya, 1,052, of Pashur, 1,247, of Harun, 1,017, the Levites, the descendants of Jeshua and Cadmiel, of the line of Hodaviah, 74, the musicians, the descendants of Asaph, 128, the gatekeepers of the temple, the descendants of Shalom, Atir, Talim, Akub, Hatita, and Shobai, 139, the temple servants, the descendants of Ziha, Hasufa, Tabaoth, Keros, Siaha, Hadon, Lebana, Hagaba, Akub, Hagab, Shama'a, Hanan, Gil, Gehar, Rehaba'a, Rezin, Nakoda, Gezamim, Uza, Pesaha, Basea, Asnash, Meaum, Nefusim, Bakbuk, Hakufa, Hehor, Bazluth, Mehada, Harsha, Barkos, Sisira, Tema, Nezia, Hatafa, Sotai, Hasofereth, Peruda, Jala, Darkon, Gildad, Shifatilel, Hatiel, Pokoreth, Hazelbim, and Amai, the temple servants and the descendants of the servants of Solomon. 392. The following came up from the towns of Telmala, Telhashar, Kerub, Adon, and Emir, but they could not show that the families were descendants from Israel. The descendants of Delaliah, Tobiah, and Nekodai. 652. And from among the priests, the descendants of Hobaiah, Hekaz, Barsalai, a man who had married a daughter from 
Barzillai, the Giladite, and was called by that name. These searched for the family records, but they could not find them, as so were excluded from the priesthood as unclean. The governor ordered them not to eat any of the most sacred food until there was a priest ministering with Urim and Thummim. The whole company numbered 42,360. Besides, there's 7,337 male and female slaves, and they also had 200 male and female singers. They had 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. When they arrived at the house of the Lord in Jerusalem, some of the heads of the families gave freewill offerings toward the rebuilding of the house of God on its site. According to their ability, they gave to the treasury for this work 61,000 derricks of gold, 5,000 minas of silver, and 100 priestly garments. The priest, the Levites, the musicians, the gatekeepers, and the temple servants settled in on their own towns along with some of the other people and the rest of the Israelites settled in their own towns. Ezra chapter 3. When the seventh month came and the Israelites had settled in their towns, the people assembled together as one in Jerusalem. Then Joshua, son of Josazak, and his fellow priest, and Zerubbabel, son of Shechiel, and his associates began to build the altar of God of Israel, to sacrifice burnt offerings on it, in accordance with what is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. Despite their fear of the peoples around them, they built the altar on its foundation and sacrificed burnt offerings on it to the Lord, both morning and evening sacrifices. Then, in accordance with what is written, they celebrated the festival of tabernacles with the required number of burnt offerings prescribed for each day. After that, they presented the regular burnt offerings, the new moon sacrifices, and the sacrifices for all the appointed sacred festivals of the Lord, as well as those brought as free will offerings to the Lord. On the first day of the seventh month, they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord, though the foundation of the Lord's temple had not yet been laid. Then they gave money to the masons and carpenters and gave food and drink and olive oil to the people of Sidon and Tyr, so that they would bring cedar logs by sea from Lebanon to Joppa as authorized by Cyrus, king of Persia. In the second month of the second year after the arrival of the house of God in Jerusalem, Zerubbabel, son of Shetiel, Joshua, son of Josadak, and the rest of the people, the priests and the Levites, and all who had returned from the captivity to Jerusalem began to work. They appointed Levites 20 years old and older to supervise the building of the house of the Lord. 
Joshua and his sons and brothers, and Cadmiel and his sons, descendants of Hodavai, and the sons of Henadad, and their sons and brothers, all Levites, joined together in supervising those working on the house of God. When the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priest, in their vestments and with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals, took their places to praise the Lord, as prescribed by David, king of Israel. With praise and thanksgiving, they sang to the Lord. He is good. His love toward Israel endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the older priests and Levites and family heads who had seen the former temple wept aloud when they saw the foundation of this temple being laid, while many others shouted for joy. No one could distinguish the sound of the shouts of joy from the sounds of weeping because the people made so much noise and the sound was heard far away. When the enemies of Judah and Benjamin heard that the exiles were building a temple for the Lord, the God of Israel, they came to Zerubbabel and to the heads of the families and said, let us help you build because like you, we seek your God and have been sacrificing to him since the time of Hesheradon, king of Assyria, who brought us here. But Zerubbabel, Joshua, and the rest of the heads of the family of Israel answered, you have no part with us in building a temple to our God. We alone will build it for the Lord, the God of Israel, as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, commanded us. Then the peoples around them set out to scourge the people of Judah and make them afraid to go in the building. They bribed officials to work against them and frustrate the plans during the entire reign of Cyrus, the king of Persia, and down to the reign of Darius, king of Persia. At the beginning of the reign of Xerxes, they lodged an accusation against the people of Judah and Jerusalem. And in the days of Artaxerxes, king of Persia, Bijlam, Meredith, Tabel, and the rest of his associates wrote a letter to Artaxerxes. The letter was written in Aramaic script and in the Aramaic language. Ruhum, the commanding officer of Shishai, the secretary wrote a letter against Jerusalem, Artaxerxes, the king, as follows. Rehum, the commanding officer of Shemeshah, the secretary, together with the rest of the associates, the judges, officials, and administrators over the people of Persia, Uka, and Babylon, and Amalites of Susa, and the other people whom the great honorable Ashurbanipal deported and settled in the city of Samaria and elsewhere in Trans-Euphrates. This is a copy of the letter they sent to him. To King Artaxerxes, from your servants in Trans-Euphrates, the king should know that the people who came up to us 
from you have gone to Jerusalem and are rebuilding that rebellious and wicked city. They are restoring the walls and repairing the foundations. Furthermore, the king should know that if this city is built and its walls are restored, no more taxes, tribute, or duty will be paid. And eventually, the royal revenues will suffer. Now, since we are under obligation to the palace, and it is not proper for us to see the king dishonored, we are sending this message to inform the king so that a search may be in the archives of your predecessors. In these records, you will find that this city is a rebellious city, troublesome to kings and provinces, a place with a long history of sedition. That is why this city was destroyed. We inform the king that if this city is built and its walls are restored, you will be left with nothing in trans-Euphrates. Then the king sent this reply to Rehum, the commanding officer, Shemshia, the secretary, and the rest of the associates living in Samurai and elsewhere in trans-Euphrates. Greetings. The letter you sent to us has been read and translated in my presence. I issued an order, and a search was made, and it was found that this city has a long history of revolt against kings and has been a place of rebellion and sedition. Jerusalem has had powerful kings ruling over the whole trans-Euphrates and taxes, tribute, and duty were paid to them. Now issue an order to these men to stop work so that this city will not be rebuilt until I so order. Be careful not to neglect this matter. Why let this threat grow to the detriment of the royal interests? As soon as the copy of the letter of King Xerxes was read to Rehum and Shimshai, the secretary and their associates, they went immediately to the Jews in Jerusalem and compelled them by force to stop. Thus the work of the house of God in Jerusalem came to a standstill until the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Ezra, chapter 5. Now Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the prophet, descendant of Adon, prophesied to the Jews in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of God of Israel, who was over them. Then Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and Joshua, son of Jodazadak, set to work to rebuild the house of God in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God were with them, supporting them. At that time, Tatenia, governor of Trans-Euphrates, and Shethar Bozani and their associates went to them and asked, who authorized you to rebuild this temple and finish it? They also asked, what are the names of those who are constructing this building? But the eye of their God was watching over the elders of the Jews, and they were not stopped until a report could go to Darius and his written reply be received. This is a copy of the letter of Tatanai, governor of Trans-Euphrates, and Shethar Bonzai, 
and their associates, the officers of Trans-Euphrates, said to King Darius, the report they sent him read as follows. To King Darius, cordial greetings. The king should know that we went to the district of Judah, to the temple of the great God. The people are building it with large stones and placing the timbers and the walls. The work is being carried on with diligence and is making rapid progress under their direction. We questioned the elders and asked them, who authorized you to rebuild this temple and to finish it? We also asked them their names so that they could write down the names of their leaders for your information. This is the answer they gave us. We are the servants of God of heaven and earth. We are rebuilding the temple that was built many years ago, one that a great king of Israel built and finished. But because our ancestors angered the God of heaven, he gave them into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar, the Chaldean, king of Babylon, who destroyed this temple and destroyed the people of Babylon. However, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Babylon, King Cyrus issued a decree to rebuild this house of God. He even removed from the temple of Babylon the gold and silver articles of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple in Jerusalem and brought to the temple in Babylon. Then King Cyrus gave them to a man named Sheshbazar, whom he had appointed governor. And he told them, take these articles and go and deposit them in the temple in Jerusalem and rebuild the house of God on his site. So this Sheshbazar came and laid the foundations of the house of God in Jerusalem. From that day to the present, it has been under construction, but is not yet finished. Now, if it pleases the king, let a search be made to the loyal archives of Babylon to see if King Cyrus did, in fact, issue a decree to rebuild this house of God in Jerusalem. Then let the king send us his decision in this matter. Ezra chapter 6. King Darius then issued an order, and they searched in the archives stored in the treasury at Babylon. A scroll was found in the citadel of Ekbatana, in the province of Media, and this was written on it. In the first year of King Cyrus, the king issued a decree concerning the temple of the God in Jerusalem. Let the temple be rebuilt as a place to present sacrifices and let his foundations be laid. It is to be 60 cubits high and 60 cubits wide, with three courses of large stones and one of timbers. The costs are to be paid by the royal treasury. Also the gold and silver articles of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took from the temple in Jerusalem and brought to Babylon, are to be returned to their places in the temple in Jerusalem. They are to be deposited in the house of God. Now then, Tatanai, governor of Trans-Euphrates, and Shethar Balzani, and you, other officials of that province, stay away from there. Do not interfere 
with the work on this temple of God. Let the governor of the Jews and the Jewish elders rebuild this house of God on its site. Moreover, I hereby decree that you are to do for these elders of the Jews in the construction of this house. Their expenses are to be fully paid out of the royal treasury from the revenues of Trans-Euphrates so that the work will not stop. Whatever is needed, young bulls, rams, male lambs for burnt offerings to the God of heaven, and wheat, salt, wine, and olive oil, as requested by the priests in Jerusalem, must be given them daily without fail so that they may offer sacrifices pleasing to the God of heaven and pray for the well-being of the king and his sons. Furthermore, I decree that if anyone defies this edict, a beam is to be pulled out of their house and they are to be impaled on it. And for this crime, their house is to be made a pile of rubble. May God, who has caused his name to dwell there, overthrow any king or people who lifts a hand to change this decree or to destroy this temple in Jerusalem. I, Darius, have decreed it. Let it be carried out with diligence. Then, because of the decree King Darius had sent, Tatenai, governor of Trans-Euphrates, and Shethebozanai, and their associates carried it out with diligence. So the elders of the Jews continued to build and prosper under the preaching of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah, a descendant of Ado. They finished building the temple according to the command of the God of Israel, the decree of Cyrus and Darius and Artaxerxes, kings of Persia. The temple was completed on the day of the month of Adar, in the sixth year of the reign of King Darius. The people of Israel, the priests, the Levites, and the rest of the exile celebrated the dedication of the house of God with joy. For the dedication of the house of God, they offered a hundred bulls, 200 rams, 400 male lambs, and as sin offering for all Israel, 12 male goats, one for each of the tribe of Israel. And they installed the priests in their divisions and the Levites in their groups for the service of God at Jerusalem, according to what is written in the book of Moses. On the 14th day of the first month, the exile celebrated the Passover. The priests and Levites had purified themselves and were all ceremonially clean. The Levites slaughtered the Passover lamb for all the exiles, for their relatives, the priests, and for themselves. So the Israelites, who had returned from exile, ate it together with all who had separated themselves from the unclean practices of their Gentile neighbors in order to seek the Lord, the God of Israel. For seven days they celebrated with joy the festival on unleavened bread because the Lord had filled them with joy by changing the attitude of the king of Assyria so that he assisted them in the work 
on the house of God, the God of Israel. Haggai chapter 1. In the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Shetiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Jezedek, the high priest. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while the house remains a ruin? Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages, only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house, which remains in a ruin, while each of you is busy with your own house. Therefore, because of you, the heavens have withheld their dew and the earth its crops. I called for a drought on the fields and the mountains, on the grain, the new wine, the olive oil, and everything else the ground produces on people and livestock and all the labor of your hands. Then the Zerubbabel, son of Shetiel, Joshua, son of Zodatak, the high priest, and the whole remnant of the people obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the message of the prophet of Haggai, because the Lord their God had sent him, and the people feared the Lord. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message to the Lord of the people. I am with you, declares the Lord. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shetiah, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, son of Jodadak, the high priest, and the spirit of the whole remnant of the people. They came and began to work on the house of the Lord Almighty, their God, on the 24th day of the sixth month. In the second year of King Darius, chapter 2, on the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai, speak to Zerubbabel, son of Shetiel, governor of Judah, to Joshua, son of Jodadak the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, ask them, who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? But now be strong, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of Josephat, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work, for I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. 
I will shake all nations, and what is desired by all nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. On the 24th day of the ninth month, in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Ask the priest what the Lord says. If someone carries consecrated meat in the fold of their garment, and that fold touches some bread or stew, some wine, olive oil, or other food, does it not become consecrated? The priest said, no. Then Haggai said, if a person defiled by contact with a dead body touches one of these things, does it become defiled? Yes, the priest replied, it becomes defiled. Then Haggai said, so it is with this people and this nation in my sight, declares the Lord. Whatever they do and whatever they offer is defiled. Now give careful thought to this from this day on. Consider how things were before one stone was laid on another in the Lord's temple. When anyone came to a heap of 20 measures, there were only 10. When anyone went to a wine vat to draw 50 measures, there were only 20. I struck all the work of all your hands with blight, mildew, and hail. Yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. From this day on, from this 24th day of the ninth month, give careful thought to the day when the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Give careful thought. Is there yet any seed left in that barn? Until now, the vine and fig tree the pomegranate and the olive tree have not borne fruit. From this day on, I will bless you. Then the word of the Lord came to Haggai a second time on the 24th day of the month. Tell Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, that I am going to shake the heavens and the earth. I will overturn royal thrones and shatter the power of foreign kingdoms. I will overthrow chariots and their drivers, horses and their riders, will fall, each by the sword of his brother. On that day, declares the Lord, I will take you, my servant Zerubbabel, son of Shittiel, declares the Lord, and I will make you like my signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares the Lord Almighty. Psalm 90. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust, you mortals. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. Yet you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning. In the morning it springs up new, but by evening it is dry and withered. You are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set your iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. Our days may come to 70 years or 80, if our strength endures. Yet the best of them 
are but trouble and sorrow, for they are quickly past and we fly away. If only we knew the power of your anger, your wrath is as great as the fear that is your due. Teach us to number our days that so we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as you have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Thank you so much for joining us today on our quest. And we hope that week in and week out, you're getting to experience and explore and discover God's incredible desire and search for you. If you have any further questions or want more information, go to peachtreechurch.com slash quest. And we would love to hear from you and hope that you are experiencing the wonder and the majesty of God as you listen to his word. And if you stay with us on the whole journey, I know you'll have this bigger perspective of life, of reality, and of your role in it. We're so glad that you're joining us, and we wish you God's very best.